0: Okay, Uh, we are going to jump right in to the catechism. What does God's word say to everyone? The commandments are are summed up to this. In this one rule. And that rule is
1: love your neighbor as yourself.
0: Yes, let's do that again. What does God's word say to everyone? The commandments.
1: Are are summed
0: Mm -hmm. up in in one rule. Yes, what is the one rule?
1: Love your neighbor as yourself.
0: Yes, and again, what does God's word say to everyone? Mm -hmm. The commandments.
1: Are summed up into this one rule. Mm -hmm. Love your neighbor as yourself.
0: Yes, and... I urge, says St. Paul, I urge that
1: requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone.
0: Yes, for who? Everyone. Everyone. Let's do all of that now. What does God's word say to everyone? The commandments
1: are summed summed into this one rule. Yep. Love your neighbor as yourself.
0: Yes, good. And I urge that
1: requests Prayers, intercession, uh, thanksgiving be made for everyone.
0: Yes, good. Okay. Just uh, because midweek is, this is the last midweek, does not mean that you should stop looking at the catechism. You uh, should come to the opening at Bible class every Sunday still and we still go through the catechism every Sunday for the whole year. We're going through the catechism. So keep uh, to come to the opening there and go through that. And just because we're doing it in a Bible class and it's written down in the congregation of prayer doesn't mean that you should be lazy and just read it from the congregation of prayer. You should do all of the stuff that you already know uh, from the heart. Now... We have a longer term quiz today. It's 10, 10 terms today. I don't know where Sophie and Mason are, but they're missing out. And this is covering everything from the very beginning. I've got one term almost from every single page on this. Just take a second one, Cameron. Just take a second paper. You're never going to fit that all on those tiny little pieces. Okay. And at the end of this term quiz, the person who scores the most, which you'll find out after we close, will have the bragging rights for the year. Are you ready?
2: Yes.
0: Okay. (laughs) Number one. The most important books of the New Testament, which record the good news of the life death and resurrection of Jesus. And you get a bonus point if you can tell me the title that we give to the four men who wrote these most important books. Not the titles of the books, the titles that we would give to the men who wrote them. Number two, the forerunner of Christ, the son of Zechariah and Elizabeth, and the cousin of Jesus. the forerunner of Christ. Number three, the name of the Son of God from eternity. It is also the revelation of God to man through the scriptures of the apostles and prophets. Number four, the title that names Jesus as the sacrifice for all sin, whose blood was shed to satisfy God's wrath. This name in Latin is the title of the fifth great hymn of the divine service, and it comes, the name comes from the words of. John the Baptist, which announced Jesus' ministry. What is the title? You can give it to me in English or in Latin. The title of Jesus, and it's also a hymn that we sing in the divine service. We sing it every week. Number five. He is the head Of the fallen angels. He rebelled against God and wants to be as God himself. The head of the fallen angels. Number six. The preaching and teaching office of the gospel and the sacraments of Christ through which the Holy Spirit creates, sustains, and nurtures faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. The preaching and teaching office of the gospel and the sacraments of Christ. That is the the big thing. Preaching and teaching office. So think about who preaches and teaches and administers the sacraments and tell me what office that is. Do you know what I mean by office? It means position that you hold. Number seven. The hardening of the heart to the person of the word as he is delivered by the Spirit. The prideful and self-righteous decision to reject Christ and his salvation. The attitude of impenitence that leads only to death. Number eight. The event when Moses and Elijah appeared in a cloud with Jesus before Peter, James, and John. And the glory of Jesus' divine nature shone like the sun through his flesh. (coughs) Number nine the most important week in the ministry of the Lord, beginning with Palm Sunday and ending with Easter Sunday. And lastly, number five, I mean, excuse me, number 10, The name given to the disciples of Jesus for the first time in Antioch of Syria. This name for the disciples of Jesus highlights their confession that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. What is the name, the title that is given to disciples of Jesus? Okay. Do you need me to repeat any of these? Cameron? Uh,
2: no.
0: Okay. Very good. Number one, Seth.
1: Um, uh, Gospels.
0: Yes, the Gospels. And the bonus point, what is the title given to the men who write the Gospels?
1: Uh, evangelists.
0: Correct. Correct. Cameron. Number two.
2: Uh, St. Saint, Saint, Saint
0: John. Which St. John? Uh, Evangelist. Is that your final answer? Yeah. No. It is St. John the Baptist. St. John the Baptist, the son of Zechariah and Elizabeth, the forerunner of Jesus. John the Baptist. Uh... Seth, number three. Is it the only begotten? It is not the only begotten, Cameron. I am. It is not I am. This is, this is one that I have given to you over and over and over and over again that I really want you to remember. That's why it's on here again for the last day. The name of the Son of God. Who is, the, who is I am the name of?
1: Or the Father? Nope. The Holy Spirit?
0: Nope. I am is the name of the triune God. All three persons is I am. All of God is I am. And Emmanuel, is that what you had? Or Or the only begotten? Yes, the only begotten is the Son of God, but that's not a name. That's a title. He is the only begotten. That would be like, your name is Seth, but you are the third born. Okay. Can you think of a name of Jesus, a name for the Son of God that he always has been? Think about John chapter 1. What happens in John chapter 1? Something becomes something and dwells among us. We hear this every year at Christmas. The blank becomes blank and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word became flesh. The Word. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the Word, yes. Think about creation. How does God create? With the Word, yes. And who is the Word, Cameron? Jesus. Jesus. And how is the Word carried or delivered?
1: Through the mouth. For,
0: um, yes, but how is it carried or and delivered?
1: Through Jesus. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Jesus is the Word.
1: Uh, through a priest.
0: I mean in creation. So. so God wills, the Father has the will that says, I would like this into creation, and he speaks. And when he speaks, what comes out of his mouth the word. And how does the word travel and deliver? How does your word travel and deliver?
1: Holy Spirit?
0: Yes, and the Spirit is the what of God?
1: The um, breath.
0: The breath. That's right. Jesus is the word. The Spirit is the breath. Okay, always remember, the word is not just words and letters, it is the person of Jesus. Alright, number four. Seth.
1: Um, The Lamb of God or Agnus Dei.
0: Yeah, Agnus Dei is the Latin, yeah. Lamb of God, that's the title. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John the Baptist says that. Uh, Very good. Cameron, number five.
2: Uh, I didn't
0: one. You didn't get no. Enough... The head of the fallen angels? What is a fallen angel?
2: A sinner.
0: Are you an angel?
2: Yeah.
0: What well, uh, now? No, what are you? A human. A human. So who, who, who are fallen angels?
2: Uh, the, the devil.
0: Yes, and what is the name of the head of the fallen angels? The guy in charge?
2: Same?
0: Yes. There. Give yourself a point for that. You got it. You know it. Satan, or also...
1: Um, uh, do
0: you know what else he is called?
1: Uh, the evil one. Yes.
0: Do you know what else he is called?
1: Um, uh, this, the great deceiver.
0: Yes. Can you think of something else? How about a proper name?
2: Uh, Lucifer.
0: Yes, Lucifer, like the cat from Cinderella. Lucifer. Uh, what, do you know what Lucifer means? Lux is Latin for light. Satan is the bearer of light. So you know, when, when we have church and somebody carries the cross into church, what are they called? If they're bringing a crucifix, they are the crucifer. And anybody who walks in carrying a candle is called a lucifer. Which means you don't want to be the one carrying the candle because then you have to be the Lucifer. Yes, yeah, so Satan. Okay, number six, Seth. Is it priests? No, not priests. The priests are the people who hold the office. And this office is, Cameron, the office of the. Christ. It is Christ's office. Holy ministry. The office of the holy ministry. Number seven. Cameron. Uh,
2: I, I get...
0: What is it when you are prideful and you decide you're going to reject Jesus? What would, be, what would it be called when you just let Jesus have his way with you and you trust in him and you don't? Reject him. Um,
1: belief.
0: Yeah, and if you reject him, it's... Un- unbelief. Correct, Seth. Okay, number... Eight. Cameron, again, number
2: eight. I, I got, I got You're nine. killing me,
0: Smalls. I got
2: nine, but not eight.
0: Okay, Seth. Is it the
1: transfiguration. Yes,
0: the transfiguration. What happens in the Transfiguration, Cameron? Uh,
2: did Jesus dies.
0: The Transfiguration? Jesus goes onto the mount.
2: when 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 Moses and Elijah.
0: And Moses and Elijah appear, and what does Jesus look like?
2: Um, he looks white with the robe.
0: <clears throat> yes, he shines with brightness. Yeah, that's the Transfiguration because Jesus is transfigured. All right. Cameron number nine. The
2: Holy Week.:
0: Yes, it is Holy Week. And Seth, lastly, number
2: 10.:
0: Is it Saint?: No. not Saint. Cameron, what is I'll give each of you a shot at redemption here. Cameron, did you get it? What is the name for a disciple of Jesus? Well, they are believers, but what is their name? What is their title? What would you call someone who is a disciple of Jesus?
2: Christian.
0: Yes, Christians. That's your shot at redemption. Christians. That's the clue here. Their name comes from the fact that they say it, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. So Jesus is Christ, and if you follow Jesus, you are a Christian, which means a little Christ. A Christ disciple. Okay, Cameron. How many? Three out of ten. Only three. I think so. well. and Seth. And nine. Okay. Okay. Now, to the book of Acts, chapter 19. And this has one of my favorite stories in it. Acts, chapter 19. We'll start at the very beginning. We'll go counterclockwise, me to Cameron to Seth. Okay. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples. Uh, oh, I'll take that verse too. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. Now, who was at corinth oh, apollos apollos who is apollos hmm. is he
1: a missionary
0: he is sort of a missionary yes we haven't really talked about apollos but he is very important apollos is a jewish christian who came from alexandria do you know where alexandria is in egypt. correct yes alexandria is in egypt that's where apollos is from He was very smart, a very good Christian, and he was a student, a disciple of Paul. And then he became a colleague of Paul, and he preached from the Old Testament and talked all about Christ in the Old Testament. That's why uh, Apollos works together with Paul at the Church of Corinth, so, Paul baptized some people and Apollos baptized some other people because Apollos was also a pastor. And then the people get angry because they say, Well, I was baptized by Paul, so my baptism's better. You were only baptized by Apollos. And then Paul writes in his epistle Hey, you were all baptized into Jesus, not into me and not into Apollos. So, Apollos uh, is that fellow. Uh, and St. Paul, where does he go? Uh, in the upper re- regions. He goes through the upper regions to uh, Ephes or Ephesus. Ephesus. And what, uh, what epistle does he write to the church at Ephesus? Uh,
1: Ephesians.
0: Ephesians, correct. Good. And uh, so he asks the disciples, Hey, have you received the Holy Spirit? And where would they have gotten the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. Cameron, where would they have gotten the Holy Spirit?
2: From Jesus?
0: Yeah, but where? Where does, where does the enter? Holy Spirit? Where, but when? Where in church?
2: A, a communion?
0: No, in what event does, does the Holy Spirit enter in?
2: Pray?
0: No. What's the first thing that you see when you walk into church? A font. A font? What happens at the font?
2: You get baptized.
0: Yes, and what happens in baptism?
2: You become a child of God?
0: Yes, and what happens when you become a child of God? You're
2: a Christian?
0: Yes, and what all does that mean? Who enters into you? A
2: Jesus?
0: The? The? What are we talking about right now?
2: The, the Lord? The Holy
0: Spirit? The Holy Spirit! Which means then, Cameron, where would they have gotten the Holy Spirit? You just said it. From,
2: uh, from, from, from baptism.
0: Yes, that a boy, from baptism. Uh, so the Holy Spirit comes through baptism. So that's what he's asking. Did you receive the Holy Spirit? And they say, Oh, we ha- we don't know if there even is a Holy Spirit. What's who? What's a Holy Spirit? Who's a Holy Spirit? Verse three.
2: And, and he said to them, Into what then were we baptized? So, so he said, Into John's baptism.
0: Yeah, okay. So what does that mean, that they say, into John's baptism? What is that?
2: Um, They were baptized
1: by him.
0: Yeah, they were baptized by John the Baptist. Now, why does it matter if they're baptized into John the Baptist, or if they receive the Holy Spirit? Is is the baptism that John did not a real baptism? Mm. Let's find out.
1: Um, and Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling, telling the people to believe in the one who was, who was to come after him, that is Jesus.
0: Ah, okay. So, is John's baptism the same as the baptism that Jesus tells his disciples to go and perform in the Great Commission? Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. Is it the same kind of baptism? No. No. What's the difference? John's bapti- baptism is a baptism of what, Cameron? Oh, sin? It's right here. It's a baptism of? of
2: repentance?
0: Yeah. And what does repentance mean? It- Cameron? Or, I mean, NASA turning away yeah turning away from what sin right to what um, to
1: jesus or?
0: yes you're turning away from sin you it what it really means is you turn your back to sin and you turn your face to the lord you're leaving behind that so john baptizes uh, john has a baptism of repentance which means He is preparing hearts to be repentant. Why should hearts be repentant? So that they can receive. The sacrament. Well, yes, but the person. What? Kindness. So they can receive the person of Uh, Jesus. Can Jesus be received into a heart that is unrepentant? no. No. So John baptizes a baptism with a baptism of repentance, so that people are ready to receive Jesus. Uh, John is the one who goes into the hearts and sweeps them clean and makes them ready to receive Jesus. Uh, But is his baptism the one that is the baptism of Jesus that gives the Holy Spirit? No, it is not. So what does St. Paul then say here when he says, Well, John baptized with the baptism of repentance uh, so that people would be ready for Jesus. What he means by that is to say that John's baptism points ahead to Jesus. But now Jesus has come, and Jesus says, this is my baptism. So who who has the most important baptism? Um, Jesus does. In fact, John says that, doesn't he? Because John says, if you remember... I baptize with water, but there is one who comes and he baptizes with uh, fire and the wait, wait, wait. and the breath. breath. And who is the breath? The Holy, Spirit. the Holy Spirit. He baptizes with fire and with the Holy Spirit. Yes. So we want a baptism that has the Holy Spirit, don't we? So, when they heard this, verse 5, Cameron.
2: When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord
0: Jesus. Yes, okay, so there they go. Now, no more baptism of repentance because now they get the real deal, which is now they get Jesus... And they get the indwelling, which means the living inside of the Holy Spirit. Right. So who dwells inside of you, Cameron, because you're baptized?
2: Jesus
0: Yes. In his. In his name. In his. Word. Cameron, track with me here. We're talking about the Holy. The Holy Spirit. Yes. So who comes inside? When we baptize, we say, depart, you unclean spirit, and make room for the Holy. Holy Spirit to enter in. Yes. So here we go. They heard this, and they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus.
1: And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking in tongues and in tongues, in prophesying.
0: Yes. So what is what is the sign that now they have received the Holy Spirit truly in their baptism?
1: Uh, they started uh, speaking in different languages. Is
0: that yes. And what is it that they speak in these different languages?
1: Uh, the prophet or the, uh, the what, gospel?
0: Yeah, they're prophesying. And what does it mean to prophesy? Just to speak the...
1: Gospel?
0: Well, yeah. The... We would speak, probably say more generally, speak the
1: Your word of, of God.
0: Yeah, speak the word of God. To prophesy is to speak the word of God um, as it pertains to Christ. And often it means that you look at the Old Testament and you talk about Christ from the Old Testament. So now they have the Holy Spirit, so they know it. We've gotten our baptism, and now we know that the Holy Spirit has come because he has given us proof. Now, the men were about 12 in all. And he went into the synagogue. Yeah, who goes into the synagogue? The the Holy
2: Spirit?
0: No. Who, who, what man are we talking about right now? Apollos? Not Apollos, but his teacher. Seth? Paul. Paul, yep. Paul went into the synagogue
2: and spoke boldly for three months, reasoning and persuading concerning the things of the kingdom of God.
0: Now, what does that all mean?
2: Uh,
0: The, The things of the kingdom of God. What does that mean first? What are the things of the kingdom of God? What is the kingdom of God? Do you remember it? What's the kingdom of God?
1: The fullness of God.
0: The fullness of God, yes, that is given on the cross. That God's kingdom comes when Jesus dies. So the things of the kingdom of God are all of the things that you win, that you get to have, that are in the kingdom of God. Which are what? What does Jesus win for you when he enters his kingdom? Forgiveness. Yes. And? let Okay. Let's, let's think about the creed. Do you remember the catechism for the creed? The second article. What has Jesus done for you? He has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me, from death and from the power of the devil and from all sins, and he did it not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death. Why? That I may be his own and live under him in his kingdom. Um, So the things of the kingdom, what it means is that he's preaching the gospel. This is Jesus. This is what Jesus has done. And this is what it means that Jesus has done these things. And how long did he stay there and preach? It's just right in there. How long was he there in Ephesus, Cameron? It's right there in the text. Yeah, for three months he stayed there. What does that tell you about the work of the Spirit in the preaching of the Word?
2: That, that they spoke for a
0: really, really long time. Uh, well, that he's, he was there speaking for three months, yes. What does it mean if, if he's being there for three whole months? When you preach the Word, if a, if a pastor comes and preaches the Word, does it go like this? Boom! And then all of a sudden everything works? No, it takes time for the Word to work on the hearts of man. So if I go to a bunch of people who don't believe, and if I just start preaching to them, are they going to listen to one sermon and then say, Boy, I didn't believe anything, but now I believe everything! No, it's going to take time. The Word will slowly work. Because they have hearts of, what will we say, hearts of? Steel.
2: Close. Hearts of
0: stone. And what do you have to do to a heart of stone?
2: I chink, had chink, had chink, chink, chink,
0: Yeah, you need to hammer it. You need to chip off the chunks. Have you ever tried to break rock by hammering it like that? No. You've never tried that? Oh, it's fun. Do you take your hammer and you go, chink, one time, and go, Oh, look, it, one, one, one hit broke it. No, it takes, it takes many. So the word continues to work, and it breaks people down. That's what it's designed to do. But. Verse 9.
1: But when some became stubborn and continued in unbelief, speaking evil of the way, before the congregation, he withdrew from them and took the disciples with him, uh, reasoning daily in the hall of Tyrannus.
0: Yes, Tyrannus. Um, What is the way? This is very important. Is it like the way to Jesus? Yes, that's one thing that it is, the way to Jesus. It is also Jesus' way, how Jesus lives, where Jesus goes. Because if a, if you are a disciple, where do you go? Where? The church? Well, you go wherever...
1: Jesus does?
0: Yep, wherever Jesus goes, that's where you go. So you follow him and he is the way. He is also, he says, I am the way. So if you're following Jesus on the way, then that is also the way. But the way is the way that I want you to think about it is like this. The way is what the Christians called Christianity. He said, I am a disciple of the way. They didn't call themselves Christians, somebody else called them Christians. They called themselves disciples of the way. The way means that you're emphasizing your new life after baptism, you're born again. Why? So you can live on the way. So you listen. if you listen closely in sermons or in Bible class or things like that, I will talk a lot about the way. Because that's what we're here for, to live the way. Now, these people spoke evil of the way, which means what?
1: Like blasphemy?
0: Yeah, sure, they blasphemed. Uh, Did they think that what Paul was preaching was good, Cameron? Yeah. Did they?
2: Well, 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 some of them did. Some of them did. the people who believed.
0: Yes, and the people who spoke evil of the way, what about them? Did they believe? No, that's unbelief. So where did Paul go? To
2: the synagogue?
0: No, he left the synagogue. Oh, uh,
1: he went to Tyrannus.
0: Yes, he went to the place of Tyrannus. And Tyrannus was a teacher there in Ephesus. And he, Tyrannus said that Paul could use his little school, uh, he could use the space to teach so Paul went there to preach and to teach so that he wasn't in the synagogue. And why did he leave the synagogue? So, uh, Cameron.
2: So, so he could go teach in school?
0: Yeah, but, but why? Why didn't he just keep doing it in the synagogue? Oh,
2: uh, to, to teach more, more people back on? No. Because they rejected?
0: Yeah, because they rejected it and they were starting to riot. What do you think they had done if he just ignored them and stayed there? Yeah, it would have caused a bunch of trouble. So he just avoids the trouble and says, okay, if you don't want me to be here, I won't be here. I'm not going to stop teaching, but I'll stop teaching right here. Uh, Verse 10, that's me, isn't it? And this continued for two years. How long was he in Ephesus? Two years years and? Three Three months. Yeah, don't forget about the three months. This continued for two years, so that all who dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Continue.
2: Now, now God worked unusual miracles but by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchief,
1: handkerchiefs or a- aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick, and their diseases left them and the evil, the evil spirits came out of
0: them. Yeah, what does it mean that the Lord does these miracles this way through Paul? Why, why is he doing that? What's the purpose of it all? Why does the Lord let the apostles perform miracles?
1: So they get people to...
0: Yeah, but how do they get people to believe? How do this how do the miracles get people to believe?
1: Because like they can see it. Maybe.
0: Yes, they can see it, and what a sign exists to do something which is to confirm something. So when Jesus does some signs, they confirm that he really is the Son of God, because only the Son of God could do those things. So when Paul, or Peter, or John, or the other disciples, the apostles, uh, but specifically here, Paul, when Paul does these unusual miracles, really God does it, what is the purpose of that? What, let's see, what is Paul doing? What is Paul doing? Cameron? Uh, he, he's following Jesus. Yes, but what is he doing specifically? What's he doing in Ephesus?
2: He's he he's preaching?
0: Yes. And what is the what's the content of his preaching? What is he preaching about? The,
2: the word of God.
0: Yeah, but what specifically about? What specifically? The way mm.
2: The gospel.
0: The gospel, he's preaching the gospel which is the death and resurrection of Jesus. So why do you think if Paul is here preaching the gospel that he has these signs then that the Lord lets him do? What's the purpose of the signs? What do they do? They point to Jesus and they show that Paul is legitimate. Is Paul preaching something that he made up? No, how do you know he is not preaching something that he made up, Cameron? Be-
2: because, he, because he goes around
0: to all these different places. Well, he, if I could go around to a bunch of different places and tell them that there are lizard people that live in the ground. Does that, just because I go to different places, does that make it true? It's, it's the signs. But the signs, yes, the signs confirm that what he says really is true. So, the signs are the Lord's way to confirm that this really is His word, this really is His gospel, and this man, Paul, really is His apostle. Then, oh, that's me. Then, some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists, what does that mean, itinerant? Do you know what that means? Yes. This means they kind of wander around. And what is an exorcist? Do you know what that is? What is an exorcism? When you cast out a demon. So, an exorcist is someone who. Cast out demons. Correct, yeah. So, some Jewish exorcists, itinerant ones that just kind of wander around, took it upon themselves, which means what if you take it upon yourself?
1: Take it
0: you into your own hands and do it yourself. Yes. I, it means that you just do it yourself. It means nobody asked you to do it. I just did it. it. took. And is that typically a good thing or a bad thing? Bad. Yeah, it's typically a bad thing. If I take it upon myself, it means nobody has asked me to do this I decided I was going to do it, but I didn't ask permission and it usually doesn't end well. Like if someone came down to the library here and said, don't worry, I took it upon myself to reorganize all of the books. Do you think that... Yeah, Car-
2: forever.
0: Do you think Carolyn would be happy about that? Yeah. No, she wouldn't. She, she would be very unhappy because who, who asked that person to come and reorganize everything? No. No one. And did they need to be reorganized? No. So they, I took it upon myself, they took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits. Now they're Jewish exorcists, so do they believe in Jesus? No. No. But what are they doing with Jesus' name? Yes, they're invoking it. Very good, Seth. And what commandment do you think we'd be looking at there?
1: Three. Uh, no. Oh
0: would be you I have no other balance. Three? No. Oh,
1: uh, the second
0: one. Yeah, the second one. So they're misusing the name of the Lord because they're calling upon it um, to use it and they have no right to do so. So they call upon the name of the Lord Jesus and they say it over those who had evil spirits, saying... We exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Uh, so, what I'm going to tell you, these uh, Jewish, itinerant Jewish exorcists are called the Seven Sons of Sceva, because they are the, all the sons of one Jewish priest named Sceva, Skeva, and this is what they try to do. They, they think that, well, because somebody, because Paul can do this stuff and has the name of Jesus. I guess that means anybody can do it, right? Uh, Just because we have the name or we know that it works when Paul does it, we can do it too, right? So here's one way um, that that applies here. Do you, if if your pastor goes up and there's bread and wine on the altar and your pastor speaks the verba, the words of institution, our Lord Jesus Christ on the same night in which he was betrayed, blah, 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 blah. If pastor says that and then says that it's the body and the blood, well, then all I have to do is go up and say that too, and then I can make it the body and the blood too, right? No, not exactly. So, Uh, That's the thought, though. Well, Paul can do it. If Paul can do it, we sure can, can't we? Well, what happens?
2: Also, there were seven sons of of Sceva. Yep. A Jewish chief priest who did so.
0: Yes, the seven sons of Sceva. They think, well, it works for Paul. Let's try it ourselves.
2: But the evil
1: spirit answered them, or answered them, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I recognize I recognize, but who are you?
0: Yes, so what does this mean? What is the Jesus what is the, the evil spirit saying?
1: Uh, I know Jesus and Paul, but I don't.
0: Know. Right, I don't know you. Why would he say that to them? What is it that he knows about Jesus? Obviously about Jesus, that Jesus is um, son of
1: God.
0: Yeah, the Son of God. And why does he know Paul?
1: Because Paul speaks the word.
0: Okay, but let's think more importantly, even than Paul preaching the word, who is Paul generally? What has happened to Paul?
1: He got converted. And then? Ordinate, or
0: baptized. Baptized! He's baptized, which means he's in Christ. And then he is ordained, and now he proclaims according to the command of Jesus. So the demon knows Jesus, certainly. And Paul now is commanded by Jesus to use Jesus' name. So he knows Paul. But who are these chumps? You're nobody. You're not with Jesus. Why are you using Jesus' name? Who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them. What does it mean if he prevails against them? What does that mean, Cameron? If you and I are fighting and I prevail against you, what does that mean?
2: It means you you win.
0: Yes, it means I win the fight. So... This one man jumps on the seven, or the one man with the spirit, jumps on the seven sons of Sceva and prevails against them. He wins the fight against the seven sons of Sceva. So that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. They got beat up and he ripped their clothes off and then laughed at them while they had to run away naked. Isn't that kind of funny? I love this story. This is one of my favorites. You don't, just because you think that you uh, know how the name of Jesus works doesn't mean that you can just go around using it however you want. Just because Paul uses the name of Jesus to cast out spirits and to, to do miracles doesn't mean that anybody can do it, especially the people that don't even believe in Jesus. And that's what the that's what this demon says to them. Who do you think you are? If you were Jesus, sure. If you were Paul, well, Paul uses Jesus' name and is at Jesus' command, sure. But you, you didn't even believe in Jesus. You're going to try and boss me around? I'll show you. That's what the demon does. Now, verse seventeen. This, Cameron,
2: this became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus in fear.
0: Yes, why is the name of the Lord Jesus magnified? Because all of a sudden they know, hey, the people who believe on the name of Lord Jesus can do these things, and these guys just tried to do it, and they didn't believe, and it didn't go very well for them. There must really be something to this whole name of Jesus thing, hadn't there? And many... Yeah,
1: and also, many of those who were, who were now believers came... Confessing
0: and divulging. Yeah, divulging. Divulging their, their, their practices. Yeah, so that's, you know, confessing what they've done, divulging. Uh, so, was this a good event or a bad event? Good. Good, yeah. Why did it end up being good?
2: Because many
0: believed. Many believed, right, because they realized, hey, Paul really is who he says he is. Because these guys just tried to do what Paul does And they couldn't do it Only Paul can do it So he really is an apostle of Jesus So now we'd better repent of our sins And actually tell him we're sorry And and we should believe Because he's telling the truth Also many of those who practiced magic What would we call that If you're practicing magic?
1: Um, Magician
0: Yeah but it's not like It's not like that kind of magic Yes, sorcery and witchcraft, we would say. Um, So they, and many who practiced magic, brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up the value of them, and it told 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. The word of the Lord grows. Despite all odds, the continued preaching of the gospel actually does work. Because whose power is it? Who is the one doing the work?
1: Um. The Holy Spirit.
0: Yes, the Spirit works. The the, the, the power of Jesus is not a magic thing that everybody just gets to have. That's the thing you learn from the Seven Sins of Sceva. Uh, You don't just get to say, oh, well, blah, 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 in Jesus' name. Uh, There are people, specifically in this case pastors, who are given authority of Jesus and told how to use his name. But you also have the name of Jesus to use that you can call upon in...
1: Every trouble.
0: Yeah, every trouble, pray, praise, and give thanks. Good, very good. And can you rid yourself of the devil? Yes, you can. You have the name of Jesus that's stamped on you. You have the name and you can use it and you can rid the devil in you. When the devil comes to attack you, you can tell him to be gone. And he will say, Yes, Seth and Cameron, I know because you're in Jesus. Um, so you can rid the devil of yourself through faith, by baptism. And then in prayer and faith, or excuse me, yeah, prayer and faith, you rid yourself of the devil. Okay? Does this all make sense? Very good. It's been a good year, friends. Seth, I won't see you in this class again, but I'll see you in Bible class, because remember, this is not the end of your learning, this is the very beginning of it. Cameron, I'll see you next year for midweek then, too. Okay? All right, very good. Let's go pray.